Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sounding podcast. This is your Panthers Thursday night football edition. Brian joined by John as always. John, how are you? Good, Brian. How about you? Oh, I watched the Panthers get their shit kicked in on Sunday, so that was fun. It was uh, a good remind, a nice reminder that the Panthers are still bad. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> I remember that was one of those games where towards like not even past. Not even before halftime, I was starting to tweet very sarcastically from the CSR handle. I was just done. (laughs) Time to get sassy. Yeah. I made, I forget who it was, but the one announcer who made a, who made a slur on a live mic when he, he was called, he was apologizing on live air. Yeah. Yeah. When he was apologizing on live air, as he was commentating the game, when they hit a home run, I I threw that tweet out on Twitter. Someone says that my Someone said that Twitter was more entertaining than uh, the Panthers game, so I'll call that a win. It tends to happen when stuff goes that poorly. Yeah. Yeah, then I just try to have fun on Twitter and just be like, yeah, we suck. Sorry, guys. It's fine. You know, it's whatever. Um, Like I said, I think it, it was good that, like, uh, it was it was a good come down to earth because um, the, you know, the win over the Bucks and then – the fact that we probably we should have beat the Falcons. Yes, we absolutely um, should have beaten the Falcons. Yes. Yeah, Betty Pierre goes one for two on kicks. Yeah. Um, uh, had people maybe thinking that the Panthers are good. Yeah. And they were never good. They were probably not like they're at at best like a regular bad team. And right. um, Sunday's game was like, a, hey guys, don't forget, the team's still bad. Yeah. Don't forget, this team's going to probably still be picking in the top five. So, Currently sitting uh, number two right now. Which is good. Yeah, The Texans uh, will probably continue to retain the first overall pick, but you never know. So, I mean, yeah. You know, it's, 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 they have a much tougher strength of schedule than the Panthers so far. So, like, they got, they got some... Ah, another game of their schedule's pretty good, actually. Yeah. But... But you never know. Uh, to update the uh, where am I at in the uh, my my take on the season, we're back into trying to watch CJ Stroud. <laughs> so we're back up to picking in the picking one of the top two. Got it. Nice. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was it was CJ Stroud, and then we beat the Bucks, and I was like, maybe talk myself into Will Levis. Yeah. And then uh, now it's like, ah, now let's just watch CJ Stroud and hope that the Texans win a couple more games to the Panthers. It's always possible. The AFC South is so weird, so. I mean, the Texans, I mean, they do play the Colts again, and then they uh, – They always they, seem to pull a random win out on the Titans, too. Yeah. Play at home against the Jaguars, but I mean, there's there. I don't really, I don't really see anything that I would like pencil that in as a probable win. Mm-hmm. So no, I wouldn't. <laughs> They're pretty devoid of talent. Yeah. Um, uh, on the Panther side of things, speaking of quarterbacks, um, uh, the other thing I think uh, Tuesday or Sunday did a good job of was uh reminding everyone that PJ Walker is also not a long-term answer at quarterback. No, he looked like a fourth-string quarterback on Sunday. Now, he's probably better than a fourth-string quarterback. But yeah. I feel like there have been times where I've seen things like maybe P.J. Walker should get a shot. Maybe P.J. Walker can be the guy. And it's just like, no, he's a fun backup. But uh, in, in one entire half of football, he went three for ten for nine yards and two interceptions. I believe he had a 0.0 quarterback rating going into uh, halftime as Which well. Which he kept because he didn't play after half. But yes, he had a zero passer rating. Yeah. I feel bad for him because he wasn't supposed to even go into the season being the starter. He's just basically trying to be good on a team that's just kind of falling apart at the seams right now. So. But yeah, it always... could always be worse. Um, I we think we'll see his... Uh irrational confidence come back like the, the, yeah. <laughs> the first the first interception he threw was just like the Bengals were like nope we're taking this route away and he's like i don't care we'll, we'll fit I'm it in somehow it. i'm gonna get it yeah <laughs> he did not he did nothing of the sort no not even close yeah and then this panthers rush defense that i started off the season being like they might be kind of bad then they like after the first game they kind of sort of pulled it together no they were they yeah, did they not were like pull it together the best run defense in like in the league for a stretch yeah like they were yeah. shutting people down everywhere then you got joe mixon with 22 carries for 153 yards and four touchdowns so that was uh Don't he caught one as well <laughs> he also caught one yes it was a 12 yard pass from burrow so anybody who had who had joe mixon in fantasy was probably like okay well at least you know that happened and if you played against him it was just a double whammy which i had to experience both, so yeah, yeah. Depending on your scoring system, you had like fifty-five points. Yeah, he had about fifty-five in my one league, so he basically he, yeah, my team scored the most by any team by like twenty <laughs> that week just because of him. So yeah. yeah, but regardless, the the Panthers were facing the the uh, AFC representative of the Super Bowl in this game. So the, they weren't playing super great throughout the season, but I think it was kind of lost in a lot of people. Like, this is still a really fucking good team, like especially on offense. And I imagine we'd have lost by a lot more if Jamar Chase was playing, as much as I like J.C. Horn. I mean, we would have lost by a lot more if the Mangles, like kept trying. Also that, yeah, they kind of, they really let the the foot off the gas in the third quarter. Which yeah, allowed think, Baker Mayfield to make his triumphant return. I had to look and see. He, I thought he might have threatened his like season high in passing yardage. 
but he didn't. Yeah, 155 yards is par for the course with him, even though it was only two quarters worth. But that seems to just be a theme with the Panthers. If they get over 200 yards passing, it's very rare. Very rare. (laughs) Which, yeah. Then, yeah, he he couldn't overcome the nine that P.J. Walker got in the first half. Right. And Deontay Foreman struggled. He only had seven carries for 23 yards, which probably a come down to earth more of a situation for him because the offensive line's really good. Foreman is a, I'd say, probably an average starter at best in the NFL. Um, Terrace Marshall looked pretty good again. He seems to finally shed the curse of being drafted by Matt Rule, and he's actually performing. So that's good. Second round pick yeah, t- suddenly yeah. being worth something. Yeah, I was going to say kudos to Terrace Marshall. That was like a highlight a highlight catch. Like it was a really good catch. He mossed a dude yeah. in the end zone. And then uh, for his first career touchdown, and then um, Raheem Blackshear got his first career touchdown. So that was like, I guess, like something to root for at the end. Even though, like, I don't know. Like, how excited do you get for your first career touchdown when you're down like 42 to 7 when you get it? Yeah. My thought process in it is simple. It's progression. It's better than what <laughs> he was no, he was pretty much non-existent for them last year in the last 3 games he's been consistently catching the ball down the field, which is really what they needed from anybody not named DJ Moore. So it makes me smile. It makes me sad that Joe Brady's not going to be around for it because Brady was probably the whole reason they drafted him. But you know, well, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff. We did a lot of stuff that didn't make sense with in in that in that time period. Yeah, it's becoming more and more apparent. <laughs> um, trying to see if there's anything I can say that's positive about the defense. Um. Not really. They. I mean, Brian Burns well. sacked Joe Burrow. That was the hundredth time that Burrow's been sacked in his career. So it was a very funny sack too. Yeah, it was. <laughs> he just just bullied the tackle and then just like hugged Joe Burrow around the tackle. Right. And it like like every, it was just kind of a moment of just like everybody standing still and like this, like I got him like free yeah. tag. As a real quick aside, also Amari Barno got his first uh, sack in the NFL as well. So, yeah, good for him. I didn't even realize that got tallied as a sack till just now. Yeah, because like Brandon Allen was like scrambling all over the place and just like fell down at line of scrimmage. It's pretty sad that the Panthers' defensive line was facing a Bengals' offensive line that was very not good last year and is still not good this year and only managed two sacks and Burrow just destroyed him. Yeah, without his best wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, he only threw for 200 yards, but you know that's that part of that has to do with the fact that they ran for 240 yards on their own. So, without him doing anything, so yeah, no, yeah. I, I, it it was just like, um, just I, just every now and then, like uh, to the to the good part, like a team that's really bad, just like everything clicks one game and everything works, and they're really good, and sometimes uh, the wheels fall off. Like every the way I always view sports is like every team has a range of uh of like a performance range that they're capable of, right? Yeah. Like this is the best they can play if everything clicks and everybody has their best day. And this is the worst they can play. So like and then there's always overlap, right? So like the best teams like have a can have a bad day and be worse than like a good day from a good team. Right. Uh, Sunday we saw the Panthers at like the very bottom of their uh potential, their performance potential on the day. Mm-hmm. Like nobody, 
in meaningful game, like the first half, no element, no like uh, component of the team played well. Yeah, like, like the, the pass defense is bad, the run defense is bad, the passing game of offense is bad, the run offense was bad. Everything was bad. Yeah, even in most of their win of most of their losses this year, they at least start off the first half where the defense looks pretty strong and like gets a stop or two here and there, like a, a fourth down stop or a turnover. No, that didn't happen at all. They they were just steamrolled most of the game. <laughs> my, my favorite stat is that the uh, – the, and I was like oh, – I had like in our little sack, I was like, be on the lookout, guys. If the Bengals score a touchdown here, they'll have more points than the Panthers have yards. And they scored a touchdown like the next play. So the Bengals had 35 points. The Panthers had 32 yards in the first half. Congratulations, John. <laughs> Capitalizing on all of our misery. Just I mean, I didn't sure. capitalize. I didn't like get anything out of it. I was just like. You got some dopamine out of it. Let's not lie. It was funny. Yeah. That's what dopamine does. Um, but yeah, just a forgettable game for the most part, aside from the next time the Panthers face the Bengals. And then I'll just be sitting here like, but that happened the whole time. I, I mean, we the PTSD I, will kick in. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was not a fun experience. Last summer in Cincinnati, we tied a little different this time. Right. Exactly. Um, but the Panthers now get a short week against the division-leading or uh, Atlanta Falcons in the NFC South on Thursday. So it's a short game coming off a real bad performance with two teams that are kind of both ugly in ways. So I I think Thursday night football is going to be hilarious. You know it's not ugly, though. What? All blacks are coming out. Oh, black you mean the uniforms that we tend to really shit the bed with? Yeah. Yeah, they never had black helmets before, though. That's true. That is changing the element up a little also, bit. Also, like, I don't care, like, how the team is performed in uniforms. That's just, like, such a useless thing to be that people worry about. Like, it doesn't matter. It does matter, John. It does not. But, yeah, all blacks with the black helmets. Mm-hmm. Thursday night. It'd be sexy. Which, yeah. About time, because I'm tired of wearing white every single week. I hate that we did that this year. They seem to do that every year. They start the season off wearing white a lot, and it's just, it I is mean, irritating. They only wear white a lot, but this year was the worst that it's been that I can remember. Like, they had, because, yeah, they, uh, we've worn white all nine games this year so far. And then yeah. we have four, only four games in black and one game in blue. And don't get me wrong, the Panthers have probably one of the, be- the better white uniforms in the NFL. So it's, it still looks nice, but. I would like to see the Carolina blue top jerseys and as we're going to see the full black uniforms. So yeah. before, well, maybe, before we maybe don't wait till week uh, 10 to break out to like not wear white. Right. I mean, it makes sense from a strategic standpoint since you're playing about half your games at home and obviously Carolina is not cool in the uh, September and early October months. It's usually pretty hot. So yeah, I get it from a strategic that, But I wonder how much I, people say that, but I wonder how much it actually matters. And I it know does. that's the reasoning. I know it's the reasoning, but like, I don't know. The way the uniforms are now, like the, and it, I can't imagine it makes that much of a difference. It does make a difference as someone who played for a team that was uh, black and green, dark. Like, it was basically the Eagles, um, mm. but dark black with green 
it it definitely made a difference when you were stuck playing in all black. So not enough to really influence the game that much, but enough to be like, man, this sucks when it's really hot outside. Yeah. So um, before we fully get into the Falcons game, though, let's talk. Uh, let's talk the head coaching search. So obviously, it seems like Steve Wilkes is probably not the guy. I feel bad for him because I think he really did a good job of making the one thing that I'll give him is that the Panthers have looked more prepared most of their games than they did at all with Matt rule uh, to start this season, aside from against the saints, because for some reason he always managed to make them come out early in the season, perform well against the saints. Never will really understand that, but it is what it is. I suppose. Um, the next co- head coaching candidate who fell to a losing team was Frank Reich, which was interesting to me because that guy led a Carson Wentz and Nick Foles led Eagles team to the Super Bowl and just doesn't seem to just never seem to really get a uh, a good quarterback behind the Colts offensive line. But aside from Andrew Luck, who unfortunately retired super early, rip. What do we think of Frank Reich as a as a head coaching candidate? He seems to have uh, come up on CSR a little bit. Um, I'd have to like, I don't know, read more about him, look into it more because the Colts have been such a train wreck this year that like that's my impression of him right now. Mm-hmm. But I get like, it. It's one of those things where it, it, I feel like their season's just kind of avalanched, and there's maybe not a whole lot he can do about it, but. It is it is very weird because their offensive line, who is still supposed to be a strong unit, just like fucking died for some reason. And yeah, Jonathan Taylor getting hurt doesn't help when he was one of the main pieces of your offense last year. Matt Ryan was kind of teetering on the washed can or category already, and I think that he fully fell into that this year. Um, it doesn't help when your quarterback has really no mobility anymore. All I know is that when Frank Reich left Philadelphia, Philadelphia like crumbled mm. when it came to their quarterbacks. So I don't know. Maybe he gets an offensive co- uh, coordinator position. I'm sure he'd be an improvement over Ben McAdoo. We'll see. Um, there will be plenty of other offensive coordinator candidates out there if we really want to get go for the next Sean McVay as our head coach. So I guess we'll yeah. see. Yeah, I mean, like his his teams with the Colts have been just kind of like middling uh up to this point and then this year obviously the wheels have fallen off and it's been really really bad last year they could have probably won more games if Carson Wentz wasn't their quarterback right yeah I mean that's the the thing is like they've been picking up like cast off veterans either at the end of their careers or there are Carson Wentz and that's not really been that's not really a recipe for success but then again you know I don't know how much of that's Frank Reich's doing but I will say, makes him a culture fit because the Panthers also like going after veteran quarterbacks that are not good, so he can uh, <laughs> can continue the tradition. Well, you don't know that. That might have been Matt Rule. Who knows? I know, but, but I was to say it's culture fit. Just continue the thing. Like make sure we'll have Mitchell Trubisky as our quarterback. He does have some roots in Carolina. I was reading on CSR today. I, I guess one of our. Uh, he did. He was one of the. He was one of the inaugural guys, and. Uh, he also went to school, uh, I think it was seminary school. I was reading someone on CSR, actually, his their their father went to seminary school with Reich, so he's from the area. So 
there is a fit there. But who knows? It's still very early into the head coaching search, and I think a lot of it's going to come to a head once these explosive offenses getting into the playoffs are going to start performing and coaches will start interviewing. And, you know, at least we don't have to wait super long for them to start looking at it because we know Matt Rule's gone and he's not coming back. So my uh, my Frank Reich story is that some at some time during my childhood, uh, I, we I found a shirt in my parents' like closet. It was like a Frank Reich jersey. Huh. And, that, and cool. now realizing how old that had that shirt had to have been, because he only played here for one year and it was in 1995. Yeah. And I don't even think he played. Uh, I'm not sure to be honest. I was not. I would have been four years old when that happened. So, yeah. Wasn't watching the team that much, you know. <laughs> um, any other stuff we want to cover on the Panthers front before we move oh, in? Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Steve Wilkes was, like, firing more assistant coaches. I think by the end of the year, he's going to be the only coach. <laughs> well, you could always hire a, you know, a high school coach like uh, the Colts did. So, Bring them up right just, off the street. Just hire Luke. I mean, essentially, it'd be, it'd be us like hiring Luke Keekley to be a coach, which I would not hate which at all. I think I think Panthers fans would like rejoice, even though that's like a big time clown move to do. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have any coaching uh, experience. He'd be really good, like quality control or position coach, maybe. But as far as play calling duties and personnel choices. He probably knows enough to be dangerous, but not when you don't have the experience, it's kind of hard to be like, well, now you're coming off the street and you're going to be a high end position coach for us. So, yeah, by the way, uh, Frank Reich played in or started three games for the Panthers that year and lost all three. Mm. So he does have a storied history in Carolina. Storied history. Well, bring him back in. He can he can write the end of his story. In Carolina. Redemption story in Carolina. Yeah. He has unfinished business here from 27 years ago. Mm-hmm. Take the league by storm. Let's go. Maybe they'll retain Sam Darnold and he can be his next uh, veteran quarterback. That's what I'm saying. Now we got to yeah. get new ones. I would not be shocked if they retained either Baker or Sam on some kind of like backup deal where oh, they make like eight that million. would shock me there's no way we keep either of them i would be surprised three. but not completely shocked i guess is the best way to put it yeah i mean but, we'll have a new new coaching staff like we need a new quarterback like i imagine that we maybe keep pj walker but i would still not think that's like likely i think darnold has gone baker's gone we draft a quarterback and we sign like a free agent stopgap. Maybe Cam Newton come makes a, makes another run for it. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't hate that, but I know I'm always, always a fan of seeing Cam in the Panthers uniform. Yeah. Even standing on the sideline, I'd be happy to see him back. So yeah, he deserves to have an NFL uniform on him on Sundays. So I'm Colin Kaepernick. Let's not do that. Not because I dislike him or anything like that or think he's bad. It's just he's been out of the league for a lot longer than 
I would want for a for a, a backup quarterback like when you're bringing in your next your Josh McCown like the guy who can start for you in a pinch. I'd it would be very someone... funny though if we send a 35 year old quarterback that hasn't played in six years. Wouldn't be surprising. I mean, there was a it time be... where the Panthers the Panthers did bring in Vinny Testaverde the one year. So that's true. That was a fun season. My dad was like, my dad was telling me all about Vinny Testaverde, and it was what 2007. So I was like, uh, I've never really watched this guy play, but sure, <laughs> I've heard you say his name before. Um, <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But anyway, Falcons-Panthers. I have a feeling we're not going to enjoy this game, but we'll see. Seems like Corderell Patterson's back. Mm-hmm. He scored a couple of touchdowns. Yeah, so that's not good because the Panthers' rushing defense is currently coming off their, prob- their worst performance of the season by far. So players are still hurt. I think Dante Jackson's still a little bit hurt dealing with injuries. Um I don't know about this week, but last week they had Xavier Woods as their starting safety, and uh, Justin Burris was hurt, and obviously Jeremy Chin's still hurt. Um, Miles Hartsfield seems to be their stand-in there, but yeah, this secondary is looking real thin right now. Yeah, um, not ideal. The only kind of saving grace is the Falcons, I feel like, can't. I guess they did before, like earlier this year, the 49ers, but generally speaking, the Falcons are not like a uh, beat the brakes off an opposition type of team. Well, Demir like Bird made them look like a bunch of assholes a few weeks ago. Yeah, no, I mean like they're 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 good ish. Like they're four and they're four and five, but like even their wins are all like one. I think other than the Forty ers game, all their wins have been by one score. Mm-hmm. All their losses have also been by one score. So they just kind of like play. Uh, you cut out. I can't hear anything you're saying now. Oh, what, what happened? Did I cut out? Yeah. Oh, the Panthers. I expect the Falcons to win, but I also expect the Panthers to, or the Falcons to make enough mistakes that the Panthers can hang around. Yeah, I mean, the Panthers should, again should have won that game against them last the two weeks ago. And part of it was that the defensive line really let Marcus Mariota run a lot. And Brian Burns even admitted that the one play on the final drive where the Falcons put the nail in the coffin and won an overtime, he missed a play. He missed a really routine play for him. So if they can come out and contain him and keep him from running, they might have a chance. And obviously the offense is kind of a mixed bag. They might put up 33 points like they did. They also might, you know, throw for nine yards in the first half it's just very hard to say yeah i think i expect it to be closer to the latter not not as bad but like as i mean we had 
we had to score 10 points in the first half against um the Falcons. Like they weren't the, the offense didn't really come alive till the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, they had a good, a couple of good drives in there, but I think uh, the expectation, and that's also like the anomaly of the season, right? Like every other game has been a very poor offensive performance. So mm-hmm. I expect, I don't expect the same kind of fireworks we saw the first time. You never know. It's a Falcons Panthers game. It's always a wild I mean, yeah, ride. And it's on a Thursday night. Those always, those always can have a, a chance to go crazy, but I also feel like Thursday night games have been bad this year. For the most part, they've been bad for the last couple of years. Honestly, like I, I don't really enjoy watching Thursday night football just because of that. Occasionally, there's a good one, but a lot of times it's just ugly, and you're just like, why are these players out here playing today? Right. The last two have been decent. Like teams have actually like, or three, I guess even have been decent. Like teams are like like scoring points and things are happening, but just like for a while there, it was just like, I think between week five and six, it was like. There's like seven quarter or no between like weeks the end of week four, but it was like almost two entire games that they didn't. There's no touchdown scored on Thursday night football. That's just pathetic. Because the the Colts and Broncos had that twelve to nine game, and then the Commanders and Bears uh, didn't have a touchdown until like yeah they didn't score a touchdown until like late in the second half. So we had almost two straight Thursday night football games without a touchdown. I get that they want to get every team on on Thursday night football, but I really feel like they should try to not get terrible teams playing each other on Thursday night football. But I yeah, don't know. everybody gets a primetime game, so you got to decide like what primetime game do we care about the least that the bad teams can get. Right. Hmm. And that's us this week. That's the Panthers. Unfortunately, I really do hate watching a football game like that on a Thursday. On a work night. <laughs> Sunday night's fine, I guess, but like Thursday really is just like ugh to me. Yeah. Or maybe it's uh, just me. No, I mean, it, they, they're tough. When the team's bad, it's tough. Oh, but yeah. it frees up for Sunday. <laughs> True. Which is always fun. I can spend Sunday not watching football, which if I wasn't doing the job for CSR, I would have not have watched most of the games over the last few weeks. <laughs> yeah. So it is what it is, I suppose. But um, do we want to get in scoring predictions? Is there anything else yeah. we want to touch on? Uh, not a whole lot. I mean, the team's just played. There's not a whole lot to like delve super deep into. Yeah, they really did just play two weeks ago. It's just yeah. There's another thing I don't really understand about the NFL when they're just like they, there's, oh, a, we're in the there's a lot of that this year where teams are playing like their divisional opponents twice in it. There's one, I think, I can't remember who it is, that they're playing the same team twice in a row because they have a bye week in between. Oh, that's just stupid. I can't remember. I thought. Maybe I'm wrong. But I know like, I'm looking at It wouldn't surprise right me at all. Yeah. The Giants are playing the Commander. They're playing Commanders, Eagles, Commanders in December. Uh, that's a rough stretch. <laughs> I mean, Commanders are bad. Yeah, but still, it's divisional. It's going to be rough anyway. Patriots and Jets are doing, like, played, they did the same thing the same weeks. Like, it was, the Patriots played the Jets, Colts, Jets. Hmm. See, there's a lot of that this year. I don't know why. It's weird. I don't like it. Yeah, I'm just not a, I I feel like you should, like, have those divisional matchups early in the season. Like, all all, uh, four of them. Yeah. Three for the one particular team. And... 
then at the end of the season, you, you revisit it because then the teams probably changed a little bit. But I get it. They're trying to make sure that the games are competitive towards the end of the season. But it's just blech. I hate I'm it. I'm picking like random teams because I thought I saw that, but I might be wrong. But like almost every team that I'm picking has, well, like half the teams I've picked have some instance of playing a divisional opponent twice within a three-week span. It's very oddly common this year. Yeah. Yeah, it's dumb. I don't like it. Um, I believe this game is in Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I'm going to it. That's so right. Probably. Yep. <laughs> I would hope so. I mean, Atlanta's not a terribly far drive, but, you know. Um, yep, it is in Carolina. So, my scoring prediction is going to be... It was 24 to 21 Falcons. That's a solid prediction because I was going to predict something similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do 24 20 Falcons. Similar. Yeah, you're just giving the you're giving the offense essentially two touchdowns and two field goals, basically. Missed extra point from Eddie Binero. He's got the yes. yeah or that. Yeah, that's true. Um, what does the RNG have to say, John? And well, we are all in the same playing field as last week because all three of us picked the Bengals, even though they picked the Bengals to win by one point, fourteen to thirteen. So yeah, the spread was a little off. Uh, Panthers eleven, Falcons seven. Wow, I like the random number generator scores. They're fun. They are fun. It's funny. I actually was pretty close to my, uh, the prediction for the Panthers uh Bengals game too. I predict 35 to 21 and the Panthers lost uh 42 to 21. Yeah, so Which, such a like inaccurate score relative to the Yeah, <laughs> you look at that game. game and say, "Well, the Panthers probably <laughs> hung around a little bit." No, they did not. Yeah, they did not was... hang around at all. <laughs> yeah. Like they they lost by three scores and it's and it painted them in a much better light than was than was reality. Yep. Baker Mayfield came out and threw two touchdowns and it made it look a little bit better, even though it was yeah. a terrible, terrible football game. <laughs> also, uh, PJ's starting again Thursday. I don't know if we mentioned that, but even though Baker came in the second half to try to accomplish something, I guess, uh, it's still PJ's, PJ's job. So, Well, uh, I get I it. The leash, the leash is probably shorter, but I like the move to keep PJ the starter. Well, it's a strategic move, and it's there isn't really there hasn't really been any noticeable, like Baker hasn't played better than PJ aside from the second half of this past game where the Bengals were already taking starters out. Like PJ was still probably the most effective quarterback they've had all season, which isn't saying oh, much. Sure. Yeah, and so keeping Baker on the bench so they don't have to give up a fourth round pick and can give up a fifth round pick instead makes sense unless. PJ makes it like very de- demonstrably clear that he's just shit and they shouldn't play him. So I, I would expect them to play Darnold before they go back to Mayfield too. Yeah, I kind of think if PJ has another one of those performances like he did this past Sunday, that Darnold might be getting trotted out there this time. Yeah, because they activated him, so like he's he's ready to go. They have a 21 day window though, which I believe they're on like they're not even halfway through it at this point. That would have been last early last week, I believe they activated them. Um, so yeah, they're only like 10 to 13 days. Yeah, into they, it. they 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 did they activated them to the roster. 
Well, I, that's not what I. Money. But they have they have a certain they have a specific. Oh wait a minute, so he's on. The that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They did that. Already. Okay. <laughs> now 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 I follow yeah. what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. So he's on the they active that roster. That he retains yeah. a 53 man roster spot. Okay. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it would be nice to see Darnold go out there and just see what he's got, since the season's already lost at this point. I mean, he'll he'll get out there at some point. There was a report at some point, um, either Monday or after the game on Sunday, that said Darnold's going to play at some point by the end of the year. Makes sense. Plus, I mean, yeah, there's no reason to not. I just I just hope he doesn't like trick everybody by playing too well. It only took it took him three games to turn into a pumpkin yeah. last year, so. Yeah, and I just and I feel like because sports fans are so fickle, it's gonna be like he'll play like two games and play well, and they're like, I think Sam Darnold needs some more time, and it's like as if he hasn't had like six seasons to figure it out. Right, <laughs> five seasons, I think. Five, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I just I'm always okay with, especially in a season like this where nothing really fucking matters aside from losing football games that. They trot somebody else out there and just let him see what he's got, you know? So, yeah. like I was saying earlier, maybe he plays him way, his, his way into a backup quarterback position, the veteran quarterback position. You never maybe, know. Maybe, maybe, I guess. Yeah. It would piss a lot of people off, which would make me happy, but. <laughs> I don't know. We're at the point where Baker was so bad that people were like, Sam Darnold needs to come back. And, you know, you like, that's that's a pretty. You know, you're season. fucked at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still have I still have my Twitter handle listed as a Sam Darnold Stan account. I haven't given up yet. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, anything else we want to cover before we uh, log off and uh, enjoy this Thursday night football game? I mean, I don't know about that part, but yeah, I think we're good. I'll do my best to enjoy it as much as I can <laughs> to a reasonable level. This so. short week divisional game in a short week, anything can happen. Yeah, the Panthers might come out and blow out the Falcons. You never know. So, I think that would be enjoyable. <laughs> if if only just to see Falcons Twitter fall apart over it, because that's what happens. Then yeah. they'll be as depressed as we were last week, and then we'll all be on a level playing field. <laughs> but, anyway, if we don't have anything else left to say, John? Good. From all of us here at the Keep Sounding Podcast, this is Brian, joined by John as always. Stay tuned, stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, enjoy the Amazon Prime Thursday night game. Hopefully it's watchable. All right, see you. Later.